Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Hi, Michael. Hey, guys. Welcome oh, to Jesus. Bad Movies <laughs> Rock. I'm back. <laughs> and I'm here yeah. to celebrate. Guys, we did it. We did it. We, we won. Uh huh. What did we want? Well, they're going to make a series out of Willow now. Yeah. Thanks to us. Right. We did that. Mm -hmm. We did it. We are in the zeitgeist. We are the fucking zeitgeist. That's what we we are. Disney is watching, watching, listening to this podcast and like mining it for ideas. What are we going to reboot next? And they're just like looking. And then you guys have totally incepted Willow back into the national zeitgeist. And we are owed millions. Probably, I, I not billions, imagine. probably not, but millions, I'm sure. Millions at least, yeah. Millions at least. I mean, least. once we split it, it'll get, but but still. Yeah. And that's good. And that's good. And then you guys can afford better guest stars than your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> and we um, don't even pay you. You don't even pay me, but we, you still can't afford me. Yeah. Well, Think about it. That, that's fair. <laughs> um, happy to be back, though, even though we didn't watch Willow again, which I would have. Um, we maybe should. I talked you into watching, uh, under the guise of a Halloween special of sorts, Army of Darkness. Yes. And you guys obliged because you're the best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Of course. I mean, I, I don't have to be talked into watching Army of Darkness. Someone just needs to remind me that Army of Darkness exists. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're watching that right now, yeah. right? I don't want... No, it's on. It's on now. Here. Here. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> oh, my... It, it very narrowly slipped into the criteria because um, apparently people like this movie. It shouldn't be liked as highly as it is, I think. But I mean, we'll get into that. But I just it's it's not a good it's not a great movie. Um, I'm just I'm speaking on behalf of, of entertainment justice, which I know you guys are um, all about the, the Cape Crusaders of, of entertainment justice. So, yes, uh, yes, we this are. is probably not a justly loved movie, but nevertheless, it is a loved movie. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely has a cult following for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I learned that it's actually um, Evil Dead Three technically. Mm-hmm. So this movie, um, Michael, do you want to summarize it, or would you prefer well, not to? I would like to summarize it in a new segment that I'm thrusting upon you at the very beginning, that you will probably edit out if there's any justice in the universe. But it's called Michael Raps the Plot. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> um, okay, yes, I'm So in. what I've done is I've taken the chat from when we watched it. We watched it on a Zoom call together with TJ, who uh, can't make it tonight, but I love you, TJ, and I uh, stole most of your uh, genius as usual. So I took the chat and I copied it, and then I cut out a lot of stuff and, and made some really bad rhymes. And uh, so it's kind of a stream of conscious slam poem of I love the plot. This. With Beautiful. quotes from the movie, and mm-hmm. it's it's going to be really bad. And I was hoping one or both of you would beatbox a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. know if I'm going to win that fight, but I'd like to give it a try. Excellent. Amber? D- don't look at me. I don't beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need TJ. He would have done it. Poorly. No. TJ, would have definitely. Done it. TJ 100% would have done it. <laughs> TJ has rhythm. I don't. I don't even I don't even know your beat you're looking for. Don't worry about it. Okay, wait. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Are you ready? Or maybe you can fix it. You're going to do it? Okay, let's yep. go. Let's yep. do this. Okay. Oh, if I fix it in post, it'll be terrible. But <laughs> this will be even more terrible, but at least it'll be funny. All right. All right. And I might give up halfway through, but here we go. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Yo. It got into my hand, and my hand went bad. That's how it starts. Stabbing a car with swords just ain't very smart. Here's the pit where we throw the prisoners down. You ain't the leader of Jack and shit, and Jack just left town. Into the pit with those bloody sons of whores. Chomp that bread just a little bit more. But I don't even know these assholes. Rock to the head and get flushed down the castle. Insta-latch belt that chain. Back on the surface again. Give a speech that's really just a shotgun ad. Then talk to the king like you're his dad. Oh, demons prefer to punch. They do that a bunch. Backwards over shoulder, shotgun blast to the face. Then an orgasm shudder. Yo, this is Bruce's place. Riding through the misty forest. Chased by a ghost. Knocked off your horse. 
safe in the windmill except for that mirror. Ran right into it, broke the glass. Oh dear, now you gotta mess with yourself. Step on yourself. Burn your face, then get spaced by yourself. Then you swallow yourself. Birth your own twin. Shoot him in the face and then kill him again. Now in the cemetery covered in welts. He sees three books and then his brain melts. Shrugs at the book, guess I'll give it a try. Klatu, Barata, cough! Necktie. Why does anyone want this book? It's never quite explained. It's a pretty shitty book and it's all cause it causes this pain. Now come to think of it, I kind of desire it. Even though it's a turd, I guess that's the power of the written word. Bad Ash gets the book, says now I get my vengeance. On who for what? Did I misunderstand that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to the future, but the demon bitch is back. Flipping through the S-mart with Ash on the attack. Ash kicks ass. Is that cash or debit? Kiss a random girl now it's time to roll the credits that was beautiful wow michael that was amazing that was as i we can drop the mic on this particular episode we're done yeah (laughs) i was actually thinking that might be the episode so i don't i don't want to ruin that by talking about anything else that was all we needed yep that was fucking beautiful that deserved a real beat drop and i am sorry (laughs) that we failed you on that um I that happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, it did. This has been Michael wraps the plot. Yeah, I I love this, and I think we're it's, adding it's this to every BMR from now on. <laughs> yep. Well, well that was my well. synopsis. I think there's not really a lot more to add to what happens. You guys want to go to the critics' corner? Yeah. yeah no, right, I don't want right to add anything. Else. We do not need anything else. It's all right there. That was a roadmap to joy. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes has this at 73 for the critics and 87 for the audience. 59 for the critics on Metacritic and 84 for the, oh no, 82 for the audience. Ooh, I almost gave it two points it didn't deserve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes has it at pretty good. 73. Then yeah, that's, um, it's high. that's too high. It's too high. It's too high. <laughs> that's that's the, too That rent high. is too damn high. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 weird, right? And um you know, I'm not an evil dead expert. I know there's a there's a cult following for the first two movies. I did um just briefly skim through because uh, the first Evil Dead is on Netflix right now. Um and it's just such a tonal shift and a lot of the reviews that I looked at um kind of pointed that out. It's like the other ones were trying to be a horror movie and maybe doing a bad job and, and being kind of funny because they didn't do a good job, but but this movie is like camp Army of Darkness is campy as hell. It's just so yes. campy and cartoony and uh just like a parody of itself in so many different ways. It's such a weird weird movie. It it makes little sense how it was ever made in the first place and then how anyone would love it as much as it is is beloved. <laughs> like none of this makes any sense. And I guess that's yep. why it's it's stuck with me cuz it's this weird thing that exists you know <laughs> like this, ex- this exists in our reality for some reason it's sort of the platypus of movies you're just like <laughs> yeah. good on you for existing mammal that lays eggs and is venomous okay you had a good run i guess but why i don't know but yeah. i love you <laughs> yep yep it i feel like it's the kind of movie that had to hit you at a really particular time in your development. Mm. And that is not the same age for everyone. But I, I feel like you couldn't be super young because this is gory and violent. But you also couldn't be too old. Right. Because this is dumb as hell. It's dumb as hell. It's sophomoric. <laughs> you know, yes. it's it's middle school kind of humor. Um, but it's but again, it's that weird combination of cartoony and gory and horror yep. and comedy. It's like... Who is this for? You know, and who, who signed off on this one? And it's nevertheless here. Tween we are. Amber is who it's for. It was for mm. Tween Amber. Yeah, there. I mean, hit tween, that sweet spot. Tween Michael liked it because of all that, and and it had armies and swords and stuff, and that's what I wanted to see on the screen. Uh, you know, in my adolescence, uh, I think it came out in '92. That's like roughly Final Fantasy. Uh, four or Final Fantasy two as it was you know like that era of my life and I wanted to see that sort of thing you know yep and it totally missed the mark but <laughs> but nevertheless because it's such a desert for those kinds of things um, it it, it uh, stuck yeah it, it, it accomplished sword and sorcery while making a horror movie and so yeah it essentially got me 
to appreciate horror movies on a level I hadn't been able to before because mm. it, it spoke to that fantasy. Like, it, it flipped the fantasy switch in my mind. Didn't do that super well, like you said. Mm. But then kind of made me appreciate, oh, wanton can't be violence. Interesting. I, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I like this. Mm-hmm. I like watching an adult white male be brutalized. That's kind of fun <laughs> for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And... It's quotable. I think that's also really important, yes. right? Like, why is the like why has the Simpsons endured for so long? I think in part because it's just so very quotable, and it's just like it. it we come back to that zeitgeist, right? Like, I, I don't know that this movie is or should be in the zeitgeist. The Disney executives watching or listening to this episode don't necessarily reboot this one, but um, it, it, there are just moments in this movie that is just so funny because that's like such a, a quotable moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shop smart. I'm, I'm afraid it's. If I'm afraid smart. it's too late on the reboot front. It actually is already a te- television show called Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh man! Is it really? With Bruce Campbell. Oh really? We we pre incepted it. Yeah. Or we post incepted it. I mean, time is fluid with with this movie and, and all things. Yeah. And so is space because he does teleport back in time to another country. <laughs> that's that's, that's a good point. I suppose <laughs> yeah. they could re reboot it on Disney now. Hmm. Yes. So, okay, so we, we, we can still do some work here. Like, they, they were smart mm-hmm. enough to know to bring it back, but they didn't bring it back on Disney, which was their main oversight. Like, when I think gory, campy, kind of misogynistic <laughs> horror, I think Disney. Disney, yeah. Yeah, and like old Disney, like, you know, Snow White, that kind of Disney, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, where to, your bitches are witches or just mm-hmm. something for kissing. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's ex- that is legitimately that is literally and, the formula they use for this movie. It is either a demon infested <laughs> witch who yes. punches the shit out of him and he calls a bitch and then murders, mm-hmm. or it is a sex object a sex who has object. few lines, gets possessed, and either dies in the Evil Dead movies mm-hmm. or is saved and you know left in this right. particular one. Yeah, right. I mean, they have to use sex to make her betray him and then sex is what brings her back to his side and revives her you know like right so it's also like a little bit of james bond in there too you know how james bond always turns the spy you know through sex it's yeah absolutely it's it's james bond and elvis and homer simpson it's just it's it's wild together (laughs) and bugs bunny i think you also said in the chat yes yes (laughs) yeah Apparently, they called uh, the um, the woman who was at the bottom of the pit the pit bitch. They did. That's, that was that's the legit name of the character. That's the credit. Yeah. Oh, is it really in the credits? I knew they. I they, think so. Yeah. Yep. Well, I I don't quote me on that, but when uh, when we paused it, it, it said pit bitch. Like in this awesome. scene is Bruce Campbell, and also and playing also the, the pit, pit bitch is, is somebody nice. else. Yeah. Because um, if I'm I could be wrong about this, but the first Evil Dead movie. The woman, like the, the essentially the first thing that happened is the woman gets raped by demon infested trees, then becomes demon infested herself, then demon infests the other woman who kills her boyfriend or some other dude that's with them. Like essentially the threat is demons, but mostly demons inside of women. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that have to be murdered and defeated. And then, and then they're like random monsters. And then the sort of the, 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 it happens again in this. Like the first deadite you see is the pit bitch. Mm-hmm. And then there's just a monstrous creature that may or may not be masculine. Who cares? It's got googly eyes. <laughs> then the next one is an old woman that gets demon infested and is murdered. And, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he fights himself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then it's a bunch of skeletons. And then he fights his sex object who has been demon infested. Right. right. Yep. And, and and kills her, but then brings her back to life. It's it's wild. It's interesting also that Ash gets um, uh, penetrated, if you will, or he he absorbs the demon. Also, that's how he cuts off his hand because of that. And mm-hmm. he uh, his his he gives right birth hand. to his own twin. Yeah, he is like, he is a right handed man who mm-hmm. has to cut off his right hand after murdering his girlfriend. After both of them get possessed, and by that's demons. when you need your right hand the most is after your girlfriend dies. Exactly. <laughs> so true, Michael. So true. It, I'm here to provide these valuable insights. What I was putting down. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Whatever you put your penis in or on will be infested by demons. <laughs> yeah. And that is the scariest thing of all. 
Which is, uh, what, yeah, like, and, and in this, yeah, he is penetrated by his own demon-possessed mirror image. By his own vanity. And so there, to then there are give some, birth to his own demon-possessed mirror image. Right. There are some just weird, like, metaphorical things that kind of work. But I think it's all by accident. It can't. It can, none I, of that makes any sense. It like, really, <laughs> you have to yeah. really stretch. It really. It, it seems hard to believe that they would have had forethought in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think we left the critics' corner or just like flew by. I think it felt like we went through like a drive-through, mm-hmm. like fast food critics' corner there, and um, and I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. every once in a while, you need just a quick meal and then feel guilty about later. <laughs> so true <laughs> so yeah this this movie was scored way too high for what it was but yeah. we're all very fond of it well michael and i are and you're welcome megan yes yeah. appreciate it <laughs> so yeah the movie starts off with this bizarre prologue uh of it shows him like i don't know like <laughs> walking through the desert chained and he says my name is ash and i am a slave <laughs> so, oh like, my god if you have no foot into the evil dead universe and this is your first movie and i think this is the most popular one you're like okay this is what i'm getting into like okay this guy's been captured i wonder how he got here and um <laughs> is this a media's ray thing right so it goes back in time to the future and so you're like okay that's interesting he tells a story about how he and his girlfriend went to the cabin and uh it just goes through all this stuff so fast like oh this we opened this a demon book called the Necronomicon and it got into my hand. So I had to cut off my hand and it got my girlfriend and then it opened a portal to back in time. Right. Of course. And it sucked me through. And I, Oh, by the way, I have a chainsaw, which I attached to my hand. And this all happens in like a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. I think like it's pretty fast and, and wild. And so you just see him get sucked through the, the portal with his car and then you see him landing falling from a, a tremendous height and immediately surrounded by uh, King Arthur. Not the King Arthur, I guess, but a King Arthur uh, and captured. And that's why he is Ash the Slave, <laughs> which I, he's like a slave for like two minutes. Yeah. If, and, if, and not forced to do any labor. And I, I loved Amber's remark. She said, this is what white people think slavery must be. <laughs> He's he's a white dude who's mm-hmm. been chained to other white dudes, and some mm-hmm. other random white dude is whipping him. Mm-hmm. That's slavery, as far as I think white people co- are concerned. Like that's what slavery is, right? Yeah. It's just yeah, people in chains getting whipped, walking places. So yeah, no, yeah. Ash is now a slave. Yeah, and he was in some sort of like contraption. What is that? Like almost like a moot, a stockade kind of. Yeah, his, his hands and his <laughs> head through, and I'm just like, why is his right hand through the stockade? Like he doesn't have a hand. He could take that out. At any time. It At any time. It doesn't, doesn't need to be there. It's, it's the first of very many subtle incongruities that I think is where this movie really gets its charm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, his hand is in the stockade. He could pull it out at any moment. Why did they choose to add that detail? You know, like... It's, it's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, the whole sequence with him... So he's also been captured with uh, this, the rival to... A to the king, not the king Arthur. A king Arthur, a king Arthur's rival, <laughs> Prince Henry or whatever. Um, Henry the Red has also been captured, and they're being led back to the pit, right? And this is, in my opinion, the great sequence of the movie. That if if you are into this sequence, then you will watch the rest of the movie and probably like it forever, um, because it's immediately established that King Henry and King Arthur are fighting against each other, and no one's sure who started the feud. They're both like not sure about it but they're both sure that man there's these deadites killing all of our people and eating our souls um but you know fuck you (laughs) so we're gonna throw you in this pit right we have a mutual problem that is inhuman but i think you're inhuman too you other human go to hell yeah 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 i think even says you are worse than what's the foul thing that's in that pit so at some point they captured a couple of deadites of the you know these demon monsters and, and tucked them into this pit because they didn't have television yet or whatever. And this is what they do for fun. Yes. And boy, do they love throwing people in the pit. I love the townspeople in this scene because they're like. They're so entertained by it. <laughs> they're so over the top, the, these extras that they had. Especially the old woman with the bread. I really loved her. She's, I love that. Yep. She reminded me of the when Chris Farley is getting brought to the stockades yes. in the beginning. Yep. 
And she's like, you miserable. I hope that Satan himself burns the flesh from your miserable bones. <laughs> and it's like, they just zoom in on this old woman eating some bread. And she's like, to the pit with you miserable sons of whores. Ah. And then she takes a huge that bite of bread. She takes this huge bite of this like massive round of bread that she's holding in her hand. It's fantastic. And it's like two seconds of film, but it's so charming. And so incong- it's like, it, what is going on here? Michael, what is um, the line that Chris Farley said? Did he does he say "Good like, God, woman" or something? "Good God, lady"? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like, he's going crazy yep. anyway. Right. Yep. Yeah. So just to uh, establish how dangerous the pit is, they throw in some hapless, you know, soldier from King Henry's army, and then there's this huge geyser, this um, just... old faithful of blood, like more oh blood than gosh. any human, any twenty humans could ever have, <laughs> and it just shoots up into the sky, and so that's like, oh no, the pit is terrible, right? And then they, they're about to push Ash into the pit. And he's like, I don't even know these assholes. <laughs> it's really nice. Like, you know, fuck, fuck these guys, you know. And um, the sex object of the movie, who he tries to romance throughout, is really weird, is mad at him because she thinks he he killed her brother because he was fighting. Anyway, it's not important. Um, she throws a rock at his head and he, like, stumbles toward the thing. But there's no, there's no, one of the rules of this movie, again, another, like, charming thing about it that's, makes no sense is there's no jumping in this movie Mm-mm, there's true. only flipping only flipping. Mm-hmm. all all aerial movement must be done through flips yep yep and so he doesn't fall into the pit because he's stumbling all of a sudden he just flips into the pit head right. over heels um and lands into the to the mucky grime below right and so you're expecting a horrible monster to just chew him up and spit all of his blood and all kinds of extra blood into the sky and <laughs> Turns out, extra blood. <laughs> it turns the out that the preferred method of combat for a demon is just to punch you in the face a lot. Yeah, that's that's just... how demons work. And so this, yeah, this demon lady pops out of the wall and just starts punching him and pulling his hair and just wailing on his face. And and then like does a Sugar Ray Leonard like spins her fist and then like pops him after that. Like it's really three stoogy and cartoony. Yep. Um. And he's getting his ass handed to him until um, this, like, Gandalf wannabe old wise man wizard dude. I think he's literally called the old wise man. Um, Agreed. Who King Arthur moments ago said, old wise man, tell me what you think about this stranger. And then he immediately, like, ignores what the old wise man says <laughs> right, about the stranger. Right. So it's, like, not clear <laughs> what purpose having this old wise man around is. Um, I, I think it's just to tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> it's just like, old wise man what do you think of this strange stranger who just fell from the sky with this i don't know what it is but i stabbed it and it's made of metal well i think he might be the one to save us all from the plague of deadites i think he's one of henry's men i'm gonna kill him <laughs> okay fuck me i guess oh. uh, fuck me i guess why, i'll go back to my tower why do you make off. me ride out with you then if you're just not <laughs> gonna take not my gonna advice this is this is you know i'm an old man and these rides are not easy on me Mm-mm. I've got, you know, I've got my back, you know, I've got my hemorrhoids. Come on. <laughs> so presumably to get back at his employer, he throws the chainsaw down to Ash because he's, you know, he's breaking protocol there. And chainsaw or the, the chainsaw floats through the air and Ash just raises his stub and it just magically locks on like in a comic book or in an anime or something. It's just so bizarre. And then he just goes to town and slices up uh, this lady. Well, okay, he, he kills the demon, but now the the like the spiked walls are are closing in. He's got to get out, right? So the next weird thing that he does is he takes off his belt, and then just whips it at this chain that like is moving the walls in. Right. And it just instantly like ties itself into a knot, like Indiana Jones or something. And None of it's clear at all. Why did he decide to do that? Because he's just holding on to the belt and the chain. Literally could have just like, held the chain. Why couldn't he just grab the chain? Just grab the chain. Makes no sense. <laughs> but it's it's so funny because it's just it it comes out of nowhere. It makes no there's no it's nonsense. And so it it cues you in that if if you've if you've never watched an Evil Dead movie, even if you have, it's like this is going to be a weird ass movie, right? Like these, this is not going to be, I feel like it's not going to be anything you've ever seen before. Like you've seen Monty Python before and you've seen spoofs and you've seen horror movies, um, not done well. Now you're seeing like this weird amalgam of a character who has like his Batman utility belt and a chainsaw hand and it's, it's glorious. Yeah. So, 
Yep. The other thing he didn't do is move like four feet in either direction to get away <laughs> from the walls that were closing in. There was very clearly a cavern structure in this pit. Like there, there was tunnels that went on and he could have just slightly moved out yep. of the way. <laughs> but anyway. It was a desperate situation. It you was, don't even know. I, yeah, no, you're not thinking straight when you're being crushed by spikes. You're right. Yeah, the, the, the whole, the whole, like the fact that they, okay, so medieval folks dug out a massive deep pit, captured some demon-possessed monsters that they can't kill, stuck them in the pit, and also simultaneously built a trap within the pit that involved two spiked walls closing in if you hit like a lever on mm. top. They spent a lot of time. There's a lot of time invested into this. On this tortured deadite zombie pit. Yeah. Like, I don't know where this kingdom is supposed to be, but like beheadings would be so like passe for them, right? Oh, you just chopped his head off? That's wow. Okay. Well, here in, you know, South Scott, New England, Dandia, we uh <laughs> have pit demons and spike traps, so you rubes can go fuck off. Yep. We're living in the 13th century, people. And what you're doing, beheadings, that's some 12th century bullshit. Okay? We've moved on. We've innovated. Yeah. Next you're going to tell me you light your women on fire. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Passe. <laughs> um, when, when he emerges from the pit, he is like unto a god to these people now. <laughs> yes. Um, and everyone's just so horrified. He nonsensically frees King Henry and his men. King Henry didn't do shit for him, nope. other than maybe give like a slight sympathetic look. And King Henry like laughs in somebody's face and rides off on a horse, which was really good. It's really by the good. Way. I love King he, like, Henry grabs, so much. Grabs the guy by the hood and laughs right in his face, and then <laughs> oh, runs yeah. off less than an inch away. Ha ha ha! Like from the belly. He jumps on a horse, rides off, and says, Thanks for the hospitality! (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, he's in the movie for like two cumulative minutes, and he does all the coolest shit. He does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And has the best facial hair I've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so Ash is like going around, and like the guy who is whipping him, he like, um, like, emasculates him in front of the people and uh he's calling everyone primitives and he's just like losing his shit like he's having a psychic break at that moment because he starts giving a commercial for uh his shotgun that he has which by the way he didn't have like he has his back it appears holster that was empty for a long time and then it just appears in the movie um because Arthur was getting pissed. He's like drawing his, he yells for sword boy. It's like squire to come. Who's a grown man. Again, another a little man detail. than him. Yeah. Like a huge man named sword boy comes. And in order to draw his sword, it apparently involves sword boy man kneeling mm. down in front of him, presenting him with the scabbard hilt first. Mm. He then grabs the hilt and then kicks over sword boy to essentially Make him pull the scabbard away from the sword. He doesn't have to move. He just nope. kicks Sword Boy, yeah. and Sword Boy removes the hilt while falling. <laughs> or the scabbard. It's fantastic. The sword never moves. Yep. The sword never moves. Exactly He's right. holding the sword. The boy moves with yes. the sheath. Yep. Sword Boy. It's awesome. Ugh. And then and then there's a beat, and then the sword explodes because Ash has shot it with his shotgun that materialized out of nowhere. It never needs to be reloaded. Um. And uh, then he gives his commercial for, uh, I forget, I think it's a Remington. Remington shotguns, yeah. yeah. A Remington shotgun. Mm-hmm. He says, this mm-hmm. is a, you know, Remington 938 or whatever. Yep. You know, $100, or $100 special at S-Mart. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart. And that whole speech <laughs> is so maniacal. Retails for $109.95. That's a cobalt steel barrel and a walnut stock. Shop <laughs> smart. Right. Shop smart that's smart this is my stick <laughs> it's so amazing and like he's got this wild look in his eye and his face is all dirty and he just it it's a beautiful moment in the movie it's just if you're not hooked by then then you're then turn it off you know you're, yep. you're in the wrong place it's it's yeah it's ridiculousness yeah. just hits a peak there mm-hmm. um he as a as a hero he he plays this deranged like Bruce Campbell is the only person who could have played this part. You know, like oh I gosh, often yes. 
I love I love movies that like you see the actor in it and you're like oh this they they were born to play this you know uh, Schwarzenegger as the Terminator or um, you know maybe uh, Hugh Jackman is like Jean Valjean or something like that you know like you're like oh this is what they're on this oh, earth no, to do I'm, I'm sorry you, you you're mistaken um, it's it's actually uh, you, you Megan's favorite yep. Russell Crowe yep. is Jean yep. Valjean and and you're, you're correct I'm, I'm totally following what you're saying and uh, mm. Megan appreciates you yeah personalizing yeah. it for her I, it's, what did I say Hugh Jackman that was I know I knew slip of the tongue I Michael here's the thing I knew you meant to insult me it's okay I got the gist of what you meant <laughs> um, <laughs> and the gist was. <laughs> Yeah, Mm -hmm. but Bruce Campbell was meant to play Ash for whatever reason because he can go from cartoony to maniacal to Elvis, and it's just it's just this weird journey that he can take you on with his face, and uh, so he does that. And so like the whole movie, he's giving these weird one-liners, and um, you know, after he basically becomes the chosen one in front of all these people, uh, then you have the cauldron fight scene, which again is this weird, like, no one noticed the old demon lady just standing in the corner with a cauldron, and all of a sudden she turns around and starts freaking out, and, um, you know, this is supposedly the thing that convinces him to go on the quest for the book, because the old wise man says, hey, we need we need someone to go get this book, you know, the Necronomicon, which, oh, which like, after everything so he's unclear. been through, like, he doesn't, he doesn't ever stop to say, oh, the Necronomicon, the fucking book that brought me here, you want me to go get that? Like, I have a history with the Necronomicon. Like, it's almost like, oh, okay, I'll go get this stupid book. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he's, he's never heard of it. <laughs> he's, he is not a particularly heroic hero. He, he is, he is, it, it's, mm-hmm. He is a white male hero. He mm-hmm. is convinced of his own exceptionalism <laughs> while simultaneously not being particularly exceptional. Yeah. No. He is arrogant and self-confident in a way that is wholly undeserved and ultimately not that heroic. Like he doesn't he doesn't really want to do anything for anybody. He's super selfish right up until the woman he wants to have sex with is kidnapped. So yes, mm-hmm. he knows he, the Necronomicon brought him even here. Then so. Yeah. But when they say, hey, man, can you get the ne- Necronomicon? It'll send you yeah. home. He's like, your problems aren't my problem. Fuck yeah. you. I, yeah, I just want to go home is his thing. Uh, you know, just get me out of here. That, well, that's our deal. You know, he, he keeps emphasizing that this is a deal he's making uh, kind of against his will or whatever. Right. Um, but it's that, also that never, ends... never clear why they want the Necronomica. At all. At all. Like, like it only calls out the deadites or something. But it yeah. causes the deadites. But they already had deadites. This might maybe it'll you know like button that shit up or make so them the come at you all at once. Whatever gives him the great great warning. Just just say that when you find the book, just say these three words that we borrowed from a science fiction movie that we haven't seen because it's the year thirteen hundred. But um, the day the Earth stood still, uh, the words were "Klatu Veratu Nick Barata Nick." See, I'm messing Nick it up. Yeah, oh, fuck. Um, oh man, you're gonna fail, Michael. Gonna I'm gonna fail. Oh no! There's a... Wake the deadites. <laughs> um, and it's uh, Ash's arrogance to say, "Yeah, yeah, I got the words. I don't care about the words. Just I'll go get the book, and we'll be done." And so he he rides off on his own. Again, not clear why he has to be on his own, but whatever. Um, he immediately <laughs> gets chased by um, apparently the same demon that attacks in the e- other Evil Dead movies. Because in the other Evil Dead movies, they kind of have this camera moving fast through a forest and knocking trees over. And um, it's like this weird force, right? It's like the evil demon force or whatever. And it chases Ash all to this abandoned windmill. And uh, for reasons, it... Um, haunts this mirror so he he runs into this mirror on purpose to attack it and it breaks into little pieces and then those little pieces become little mini ashes it's it gets weird it gets, is it what gets, i'm trying to say it gets yeah weird. Gets it gets really weird gulliver gulliver's travels weird mm-hmm. mini me's attacking him they're they're taunting him and and singing at him and he tries to step on one and it picks up a nail and it impales his foot and it's just all kinds of weird cartoony stuff yeah, it's great. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it's just it's just like, what, but what is you're just watching this and like, is this the same movie I was watching? Right, five minutes it ago? does seem very out of like he he yeah. yeah. I don't know it what you're talking about. I, I think it makes perfect sense <laughs> that 
He runs blindly at a mirror and then tiny versions of him start harassing him. He stabs one with a fork and then they trip him and he gets his face stuck to a hot stove and then he grabs a spatula so he can pry his face (laughs) off the hot stove and then he gets knocked out and then he wakes up and they've tied him up and then one of them jumps inside of his mouth and into his stomach because, of course, and then he swallows a bunch of boiling water to, to take care of that problem because, of course, yes. Yeah, and so then he is... gives birth to a demon baby on his shoulder. Yep. Yeah, so this is a parody of sorts, I guess, of the infamous tree rape scene from the first Evil Dead movie. Oh, is it? I think okay. maybe. I I don't know if it was on purpose, but that's how I'm reading it, right? Like because they're holding him down and and forcing themselves inside of him, and and that's what births his his dark half, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So it follows the same pattern, but it's done as a joke, right? It's weird. <laughs> I think probably very problematic for for those very reasons because <laughs> everything else in the movie is a parody of the other things that have happened in the previous movies, right? So this would follow logically that this is also a parody of that. Right. So so haha. Haha tree rape. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Haha you raped yourself? I don't know. It's it's out there. It's bizarre. Um but yeah, so he has a fight with his body double who who explains his existence thusly. He says, uh, Ash asks him, who are you? And he says, I'm bad, Ash. You're good, Ash. <laughs> okay. That's the exposition we need. <laughs> yep. And I think um, everyone, when he said that, in, in, who was watching this movie, was like, hmm, that's hmm. good, Ash? Because, like, doesn't seem that good. Yeah, there's a good ash it seems like badass and less badass, badass. sorry that was mm-hmm. a Freudian slip badass and and worse ash mm-hmm. i think is who yeah. i should have been <laughs> um so he shoots himself in the face not himself but his doppelganger in the face and chops him up into little pieces with his uh chainsaw hand and buries him in the ground and that's supposed to be the end of that it's not the end of that. It's not. Well, the, the face is still, t- like, the dis, dis, mm-hmm. disembodied face is still talking to him. So he's no, Ash knows that the bad Ash is not actually dead, but he it does bury him alive, which you think would do it. It doesn't. So he's he's defeated his foe. He's defeated the evil force that was preventing him from getting to the Necronomicon, except he finds the cemetery where it's just laying out there on a table. Yeah. All three of them. Cool. Three of them. And and it immediately breaks his mind. He's like, three books? <laughs> I was told there's only one book. I can't count to three or whatever. And he's just like totally stymied by this. Um, two of the books are traps and they're like very quickly, like just for some, you know, physical comedy, right. like they melt his face and they bite his hand and all this stuff. Um, so he finds the real book and he's like, oh, yeah, need to say the words. And uh, he says, Klaatu, Barada, or Barada, and then he can't think of the last one. And then he just kind of like coughs. And there's this distant roar of thunder, and he's like, okay, nailed it. <laughs> Guess I did it. <laughs> Guess I did Guess it. Guess I fooled the gods. <laughs> yeah, and he's like monologuing. And like, yeah, it's like this interesting Odyssean moment, right? Like he feels like he's placated the gods in some way and boy is he wrong and so he takes the book but then the all hell breaks loose like literally because yeah. they come back from the dead and his doppelganger reassembles himself and looks like randall flag from uh the stand the made for tv show oh, wow. for some reason i've always huh. thought that that was like the same exact look um except with a messed up face because he got shot with a shotgun and um so now there's this huge army coming. So here's the thing that breaks that breaks my mind about the movie is you always wonder what is the bad guy's plan in a movie, right? Like what if everything had gone right for the bad guy, for the villain, how would it have gone if the hero didn't intervene? Mm-hmm. And apparently the Deadites plan was to <laughs> to in a very minor way like harass local kingdoms until a future oaf comes mm-hmm. and uh, on the off chance he can finally get to the book, you're hoping that he just forgets one of the words. Right. And if that happens, then boy, howdy, now you got your army and you're more powerful than you've ever been and it's time to take over the world. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's I mean, flawless. <laughs> if you think about it, if if, mm-hmm. if if you want, you know, it's sort of like fifth element rules. 
Like very specific things need to happen to let evil have its supreme victory. So that makes sense. You know, so like every Mm. once in a while, there may come a time when a man from the future is sucked in through the Necronomicon to this specific time and place and then is strong enough to get to a place that's hard to get to, but dumb enough to not (laughs) follow the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's reasonable. I feel like those are reasonable loopholes, you know? It's like, there, there need to, otherwise, like, evil would have triumphed forever ago. Forever ago. Forever um, ago. To be fair, the Necronomica did bring him specifically back into the Exactly. Past. So they actually chose that's the true. oath. They chose the oath. To that's come true. back. And they, They're like, oh, this dipshit. This dipshit actually... forgets everything. Might exactly. help us in the past. Mm-hmm. And past he had us. survived two demon books right like the first one was a completely different demon book mm-hmm. and then he Great. then in the second movie faced the, the 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 evil of the necronomicon and survived everyone else died but he survived but still didn't really have to do all the things that he was supposed to do like the so it's actually kind of perfect they're like oh this is the guy he can handle the demon forces but he can't handle the intellectual labor of actually defeating us <laughs> So fuck yeah, let's bring him back in time. Perfect. Let's choice. bring him back. This is this is our big chance. Um, I, I like for six hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is fantastic. It's just you know everybody's you know it's, you set up a, a series of guidelines <laughs> and then everybody has to try and follow them. <laughs> so Ash rides back and he demands that they immediately send him back to his home. He he looks at uh, the, I, I should have named the the non demon woman in the movie. Um, her name is Sheila. Sheila. Which, <laughs> His, her name is uh, Sheila. I, I have everybody. To, I need to check my Shakespeare, but I don't think that's a medieval name. Because um, we got Arthur and Henry and Wise Man and Sheila, uh, Sheila, Sheila, and you know, um, you know, Stacy is probably nearby somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like okay, um, so everyone wants to like get the hell out of Dodge. They're like, oh, the demon army's coming. We're 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 totally boned. No pun intended. And because uh, <laughs> they're <laughs> skeletons, and uh, oddly Ash horny gives, skeletons, <laughs> Ash gives the standard heroic speech uh, where he taunts them and says, "You guys are gonna run home to Mama. Well, I'm gonna stay and fight. Who's with me?" Is basically that. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole speech. And um, <laughs> the the blacksmith is the first one to say, "You know what? I'll I'll fight with you." And then this guy holds up a torch and says. <laughs> You can count on my steel. <laughs> so, you, so you immediately realize how dumb these people are. That's a um, torch. That's 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 torch, dude. Anyway, um, and so he there's a training montage where they retrofit the Oldsmobile um, for the battle, and he gets his chemistry textbook out of the trunk, which has the recipe for gunpowder in it. Um, oh my god it, he yes. had to turn past the page for homemade bombs yes uh yeah. to get to the gunpowder and homemade like um nuclear devices but anyway yeah as as um, as a science teacher i can tell you that that's like that's our next lab how to <laughs> how to gunpowder powder yeah. now guys students you think that education isn't useful in everyday life but there might be a time when you have to teach a bunch of middle medieval people like from a renaissance festival or something how to uh defeat an army of skeletons that escaped off the set of jason and the argonauts so exactly this is practical this is practical absolutely 100 percent. luckily he also has a textbook on steam power so he's Mm -hmm. able to retrofit his oldsmobile (laughs) that was also sucked through the portal into a steam-powered death machine yeah so this movie has every genre right it's sci-fi it's horror it's comedy and now it's also steampunk apparently like it, it is a steampunk uh bladed vehicle in the battle scene for fun mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely yep oh and he also knows how to fight with spears yeah this is my favorite part yes. is he trains everyone in the middle middle ages how to fight better with spears there's a whole <laughs> and it's I'm not a martial arts expert. I have studied some martial arts, and these are, I can tell you, I know enough to say, you would never fight this way with any stick, or you would immediately be killed. Nope. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Holding it up vertically in front of you and going, ha, 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 very good weapon work. That will block, that will kill. It is Um, so bad. It is so bad. And uh, and I just love that everyone's like, yeah, let's... He'll teach us how to fight with 
weapons that we've been trained with. Uh, you know, this is right. Amazing. Like you'd think, okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, he can teach them gunpowder and powder, mm-hmm, and he's he's mm-hmm. got a boomstick and he's got a chainsaw. And okay, he can retrofit his car. Fine. Like he's using future knowledge to to assist them with their medieval martial knowledge. Oh no, he also fights he also, better than them yeah. with a sword and a spear. Yeah, also yeah. sure. <laughs> Fucking sure. Oh, he wears armor armor better than they do. He rides he horses better than they do. Like, and oh, I, I feel we've also forgotten the fact that he he has also replaced his chainsaw hand with a robotic hand that yep. he makes himself out of a piece of armor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there's a little bit of Iron Man in this movie. Also, no pun intended. <laughs> yep. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just like so. Is he Tony Stark? Also, mm-hmm. like the the just amalgam of heroes. I don't want to believe at that point anymore but it's just like he's just so many different white male american heroes combined into one and this weird hodgepodge of um of all these different like archetypes you know right. yes it's, it's wild he can do everything can do everything except for think good in a specific <laughs> context <laughs> except remember three words yep yep <laughs> That's a pretty good joke, you know, like on a meta <laughs> level for this movie. Like that's pretty good. That's that sustains it. Yeah, it's true. Or he could remember those words. He's just too much of arrogant prick to, to exactly do it, right. You know? Exactly. He's like, now yeah. repeat them. I already know them. Yep. He, he okay. willfully does that. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He willfully does that. He is. He is. Imp- well, actually, not him. He's fine. All those other people die for his arrogance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's say hey, white man one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So there's a battle scene, and I think it's a fun battle scene. You got your standard. There's a line of archers with flaming arrows, and you know the, the hold, hold to the last minute, and they shoot a bunch of uh, gunpowder arrows at skeleton models, and they blow up, and it's funny. And um, you know they they knock down the gates, and you know there's this, a bunch of like action sequence shenanigans, and it's it's pretty funny, and it's it's pretty well done actually. I I would say like yeah, for a low budget fun. movie, yeah. Oh yeah, no explosions, fires, stabbing, skeleton puppets walking around, talking and stabbing and exploding and, and wise running assing and before they like lots yeah. of wise assing, mugging, yeah, lots of wise assing. Yeah, and this is this is important to something TJ uh, harped on because they 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 show like the battle ranks of these skeleton armies and it just like they have so much personality. And you hear them muttering things that this camera's pairing, like, where's this bag of bones and all this stuff? And it's just <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. It's, just, a, it's a skeleton army that's pre gaming for uh, mortal murder. It's fantastic. They're, they're so, like, horny for murder. And the, the skeleton army is also weirdly, for no reason, multicultural as shit, right? Like, you've got bagpipers, you've got, um, like, Viking looking dudes, you've got. It looked to me like supposed to be like some kind of um, maybe Chinese empire kind of like um, judging by like the dress, like the armor was like like Asian or something. You know what I mean? Like it was different. And it's just like, how did they summon Where <laughs> dead did from they, everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> the, they, they got the memo multi, real fast. Yeah, like, multicultural yeah. cemetery there. A lot yeah, of people I, have been buried from a lot of different mm-hmm. eras in England. In sure. England and South Scot Scott and sure. Englandshire. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's it's amazing. And so I kind of was into that. I was like, wow, the United Nations of the Dead are coming to <laughs> uh to rock your shit. I kinda want them to win now. <laughs> I do not disagree. Right up until like Henry shows up. Yeah. Right. Henry the Red comes in to save them all from themselves. Mm-hmm. It's old laugh in your face and thank them for their hospitality Henry. yes yeah it's very heroic so they, it is it is pretty cool and there's a little like burying the hatchet scene at the end after they after they win the big battle and you know they they stand off and then um arthur and henry step forward and it they come so close to kissing yep they should have kissed they like kissed. my one major critique of the movie is they should have kissed on the lips for a good 10 seconds right it should have been Agreed. like that a, been awesome. a lover's quarrel that tore it them apart and mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they massed armies to um murder each other over yeah. whatever it was and then when and really they just needed to have one solid bang sesh mm-hmm. to just well, work that out i think out. it's more than that i think it's love because they immediately people are chanting like now we are one kingdom you know like they oh no i come, i don't disagree i'm just saying the they needed to structure. bang out the conflict so that they could oh. get back to their love 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's important in a relationship. I mean, in a medieval structure, you have to marry to to formally cement the bonds between. You can't just say we're one kingdom now. You have to like get in bed with each other, like literally. Yeah, so, exactly. So exactly. it's implied and it's tastefully done, but I would have liked to have seen like a 30-second man kiss yeah. at that moment. It would have been good. I don't disagree. Uh, we skipped over Sheila getting kidnapped because it's not important. And then she right. gets... It's super, um, super not important <laughs> that he doesn't want to fight until Sheila gets kidnapped by a gargoyle mm-hmm. who then mm-hmm. brings the gargoyle to the reconstituted bad ash that's looking worse for wear. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. then forces himself upon her, I'm going to say presumably rapes her, and then she's a demon uh, now, Mm -hmm. and um, then as a demon attacks good Ash, who Mm -hmm. is forced to essentially murder her. Yep. Yeah. He does not seem that upset about it. No, he does not. Mm -mm. He he kills her, and then for a moment he has this look like, oh no, my my living jerk-off thing (laughs) is is inoperable. I just and, threw my sex doll off a cliff. Nah. Oh, dang it. What you going to do? What you going to do? It's going to take me minutes to find another one, probably. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, for reasons, she comes back to life and she's fine. Sure. Not the worst for wear. And then he immediately leaves her. Right. <laughs> and then he's gone. <laughs> they give him the potion to say, okay, now when you drink this potion, you have to say the words. And again, he's like, yes, I know the fucking words. He doesn't say that, but basically yeah. he says that. There's so many... Lo- and then I he mean, rides it, off and just leaves her. And it's just like... And he she also was your impetus for everything. You right? Idiot. And she, he also didn't need to ride off because the no. wise man essentially is like, no. drink this potion Drinkness. and you'll go back home. Where the fuck are you riding to, son? Where's he going? Don't know. Is he going to like go into the woods and pray? Like he didn't want to do it in front of them because he knew he was going to bungle the words again like an ass. And they were all going to just shoot him well or stab him. Yep. You make a good point. Oh, uh, man. Yep. Yeah. Which he does. So the film, which he does bungle, of course, because the, the movie ends awesomely in my opinion he's back at the smart and he's telling the story to a co-worker who's visibly bored to tears and uh you know just kind of off absent-minded the, the co-worker's like so did you say the words right this time and ash is like yeah you know so totally not every syllable but i said them and then the cauldron lady from earlier like reappears they don't seem to remember each other for some reason, and uh, they have this huge fight at the end of the in the S Mart, and Ash is like, um, you know, shooting like a hundred <laughs> rounds out of his shotgun and like riding along on the on these like tray or whatever, and the um, the demon lady's bouncing off of a trampoline, and it's hilarious. It's really good. It's, it's amazing. That demon lady has some sick flips and yes. a legit trampoline to bounce off of. It was delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inexplicably, a trampoline is at like a 90 degree angle mm-hmm. against a wall. Like that's not how trampolines anyway. Nope. Uh, but it, it services the scene. And uh, of course, there's no regular jumping. It's all flips and, and um, karate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 30 second version of the end of Equalizer. Um, yeah. I like that, yeah, because the, the, where they're fighting in the fighting in a Home Depot like store, store. yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like that, not as clever as the Equalizer, but no, but, no, but but it does it does the job. And then he's kissing some like random lady that liked his story, and that's the end of the movie. It's just like right, and he's like he's like monologuing in his head this whole thing about how he's a king. <laughs> And then, yep. and then he says, "I could have been a king. I could have been a king." And says none of it out but loud. But I already am. Like it's, it's essentially uh-huh. like the, the, those, old, those old medieval people thought I could have been a king. Yeah. But what they didn't know is that I already am. And that's all in his head. And then, and then he grabs random lady and he says, "Hail to the king, baby!" And then kisses her. <laughs> So I want to reshoot of that last scene from her perspective. Like she was just saying to Ash, her coworker, like, hey, that story is really good. And then all of a sudden he's shooting an old woman. And then you're just in shock uh, and just standing there like, what the hell just happened? And he just says, help to the king, baby, and plants one on you. It's, <laughs> it's, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck? Yeah. So I think that's... Uh, my favorite yeah. part of the scene is the the bored coworker who's who's clearly listening to the end of this story. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that he's bored, and despite the fact that he's listening listening to a blustering moron who has the same job that he has mm-hmm. in what is essentially a Kmart, 
he still pro- like he still performs active listening despite all of those things. Ash is clearly yeah. an asshole. This is clearly a bullshit story. I'm sure he didn't tell it very well, but that he still remembers back to the beginning part of the story. Oh, mm-hmm. you didn't say the words right that first time, and you were asked to say the same words. Did you do it right this time? Like that's that's respectful. That is, he's a good listener. Mm-hmm. That's a tremendously good point, Amber. Like, why can't active listening be the hero of a movie? <laughs> I mean, in a way, just it once was, it was it was the absence of active listening that led to the uh, continued demon plague. Yeah, <laughs> that possesses true. our world. Yep. Um, I would also like to say that this movie in Japan was released as Captain Supermarket. So, you're welcome. Fuck <laughs> yes. Oh man, I like that so much better. <laughs> Because it's oh. it's like an anime, like over the top Dragon Ball Z, like it's so ridiculous. Um, the the action sequences, anyway. Yeah. Um, so so anyway. So what would people give this on the rock scale? R's oh. regrettable, yeah. outstanding, craze balls, <laughs> or K? Uh, it's this is a craze balls movie. There's no other way to describe it. It's nothing. It's it's tethered. The only thing that holds this um, to, to to do a callback to uh, Return to Oz, the only thing that holds this gump together um, <laughs> ever so thinly is the very good casting of Bruce Campbell to play Ash. Right. Like if he's he's kind of the linchpin, he's the only one who could pull off this bizarre character and have just enough charm and charisma. To be a douchebag, but not so horrible of a douchebag that you're still sort of rooting for him a little bit, kind of. Right. And I just I can't imagine it. It couldn't have been anybody else. And yeah. <laughs> the plot yeah. is the plot. And but it, it it lives because of that. And so, it, but it's crazy balls because it's just a swirling tempest of, uh, like just painting, painting, making movie like paint by numbers. Like right. let's have a witch and let's have a chainsaw and let's have a shotgun and let's just. Just put it all together and see what happens. Yep, yep absolutely. Yeah, I yes, crazy balls. There's no other. There's no other word for this movie. Yep, crazy balls. I love Bruce Campbell because of this movie. Like that is. <laughs> that is this is truth. what he's for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's also we we kind of um, glossed over the fact that there are uh, so many zooms in this movie, so many zoom ins. There's. Yes. Just zoom in slow. Zoom in fast. <laughs> zoom in more. It, it's it's like somebody who flunked out of film school was hired to film just very specific scenes yeah. of this movie. You know, um, the hand. It was when he was building his yeah. hand. Yeah, and it was like twisting a screw, and it zoomed in on his hand, and then it zoomed back out, and it was like uh, grabbing you know, a he's hammer. A book. <laughs> yeah, grabbing a hammer, and it like zooms in on his hand. And it's like. Out of nowhere, it just zooms in on stuff. It's so, yeah. Everything about the movie, including the medium of the movie itself, the the camera angles are just are just done randomly. Yeah, it's, it's just wild. I don't know how else to explain it. It's it's just so it's so bizarre. It's and, so cartoony, um, and yet seems to work yeah. in its weird weird way. Yeah. So like th- this movie exists in the same like. Um, narrative space in my head as like the room does you know like mm. the the room is just so bizarre and weird and you wonder how did it get made and but it has its charm it has an actor that's so compelling even though it's not necessarily good you know and, and tommy Wiseau, and army of darkness kind of hits that same chord for me it's just like why why is this here <laughs> why, why do i want to watch this it? why yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and why do why am i compelled to, to watch it and talk about it because mm-hmm. I shouldn't. I should. I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. Thanks for letting me talk about this stupid movie and uh, rapping about it. Oh, that that was. Oh the my best. god. The re- <laughs> I I feel like we should have had that at the end because it was the best part. Megan. Yes, Amber. Would you like to do a nappy story? Yes. So um. <laughs> so, Dan um and Erica have been trying to get. Um, encouraging Abby to um, stay in her room during quiet playtime because, you know, 
you know, she wants to come out and she wants to tell you about something and she wants to, you know, use the potty, but like she wants to come in and tell you she's using the potty. And the, the whole idea of quiet playtime is it's, it's supposed to be a little downtime for everybody. Um, and so, um, Dan offered her a starburst if she, um, you know, was, you know, only came out of, of her room to use the potty or, if, you know, if she had to. Um, and so she um, asked if she could have the starburst in her, in the room and just like leave it, you know, leave it on the table while she was in quiet playtime, which is like an hour and 45 minutes. So uh, they're like, yep. Um, and it was really impressive. She had the starburst in there with her the whole time and then when she came out from quiet playtime and she hadn't um you know come out a, a ton of times for no reason um she brought out her starburst and she's like can i eat this now um it was just i don't know it was it was so adorable because um she just she followed the like she just followed the rules and it was it was very impressive but yeah she did the same thing the next day when she found another starburst and I had both kids in the morning and she, it wasn't time for her to get out of bed yet or out of her room yet. And, um, but she found the starburst and asked if she could bring it into her room. I said, okay, you can't, you can't eat it right now. It's not, starburst isn't for breakfast. And she said, but I just want to have it in my room. And I was like, okay. Cause I didn't want to have, have the fight about whether she could bring it in her room or not. Um, but yep, she still had it for the rest of the day until um, quiet playtime. So anyway, just impressive willpower with that child. Any child with willpower is impressive. Yeah. It's it's hard to do. Yeah, And also it's terrifying. Like, <laughs> it's great when it works for you, but imagine that shit weaponized. Oh, yeah. This is true. Yeah. This is true. She, she would rock that test that they do with like, you can have one Oreo now oh, or two Oreos mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Yeah, and now immediately track her into okay this is the conniving leadership yes you know track so we're gonna yes. put her like in spy school <laughs> of course <laughs> um because we don't want her to be a criminal mastermind so we have to like militarize her or now. do we hey you don't want her to be a criminal mastermind mm-hmm. i have been reading that, that for shit. that since day one <laughs> <laughs> so true so i thought of a sneha story beautiful actually yes please okay if it's not too late um I, I need to not be a terrible father. Um, just a, a mediocre one is fine. Um, True. We've been reading bedtime stories as we always do. And Sneha has been fascinated with one recently called Sumo Kitty. Uh, I love how diverse children's books are nowadays, by the way. Like there's a lot of just really good multicultural literature for kids. And this one is about a cat who um, gets adopted by this um, like sumo wrestler and his like his dojo and his gym or whatever. And so the cat has to like fight off the, the mice of this dojo and he learns by studying the sumo wrestler. Right. And so, but then the sumo wrestler, uh, is afraid of mice. So, um, he gets really impressed by the cat's bravery and like, you know, dubs him sumo kitty and, and they have this like partnership. It's really cool. And there's a moment where like the cat is, has lost to the mouse because the, the mouse is bigger than he was or whatever. And the, the wrestler says to him, um, you know, fall down seven times, get up eight. Right. And it's like this wisdom that the cat uses to overcome his his enemy. Meanwhile, at the end of the story, the sumo wrestler uh, has to fight his nemesis who always beats him in the big like tournament. And he uh, looks over at the cat who's in the audience and he remembers like the inspiration he got from the cat. And he's able to win the big fight at the end. And it's this really cool story uh, about sumo kitty. And uh, there's this moment at the end, like where it talks about a sumo wrestler can defeat his opponent just by looking deep into his eyes. And then like, he'll know that he's won the fight before like the bell rings or whatever. And so anyway, Sneha is kicking the crap out of me as she's wont to do like on a daily basis. She, she like, oh, there's daddy. And then just like tears into me, except like the other day, instead of just like running into me and trying to knock me over or punch me a whole bunch like she does. She uh, gets on my level, like she says, Daddy, come down. And she looks deep into my eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And then she pushes me really hard all of a sudden. And usually, like, she pushes me and I can, like, hold my ground. She knocks me over. <laughs> and then she comes over to me and she says, fall down seven times. Get up eight. Oh, <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And I was like, 
I've created a monster. Uh, yeah, a fabulous, <laughs> fabulous monster. Now I'm just imagining scenarios in which Abby's <laughs> brains are combined with Sneha's martial mental abilities. Like that's such a great team. They, would, they are they would going not be defeatable. to run the world. And I just hope it's with a velvet iron fist and not like a spiked gauntlet. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we will see. We'll see. Sneha's a very, she's a spiked gauntlet kind of person, mm-hmm. I think. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm not against yeah. it. I'm cool with it. I feel like it's still going to be way better. Yeah. We should be so lucky, right? We should exactly. Be so lucky. I just got to stay on our good side. <laughs> exactly. Um, Michael, do you have any recommendations? Just a quick one. Um, my wife watched uh, a series called Upload. Uh, I can't remember if it's on Amazon or Netflix. Anyway, it's um, a satirical comedy about um, a future where when you die, if you're wealthy, you can have your consciousness uploaded to like one of many um, heavens, they call them, but it's like a digital world. And so it follows this character who gets murdered, which is unusual, uh, and he's uploaded into like this paradise, but like it's not paradise. It's like this terrible place. And he can still communicate with people on the outside world. So he still has a girlfriend who's alive, but he's dead. And like the whole boundary between life and death is blurred. And it has a lot of really good commentary. And it's very, very funny and very, very cool. Um, and there's a really good romance in it. Like like one of my favorite TV romances of all time is the office romance between Jim and Pam. And they have a really good, compelling romance between um, the character who dies and um the operator of this place, like the business is, uh, they have, they're called angels and they can kind of warp in and talk to you. And so he develops this romance with his angel and um, it's really good, like in legit cool TV relationship. So awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. Upload. Upload on Amazon prime. There you go. Um, Amber, do you want to do a recommendation or do you want to? No, cheese it? I okay. don't. Yeah, Megan, I, I, I fucking don't. Okay. I'm not going to do one either. I think. Just, just oh, nothing. you lazy bitch. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Michael, thank you so much for... You've, you're turning into ash. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Calm down, Amber. <laughs> I'm going to find an old woman. I'm going to punch the shit out of her. <laughs> oh, no. That's the American way. Mm-hmm. That is the ash uh, thank evil you guys. dead way. <laughs> thank you guys so much for letting me come on and talk about this stupid movie and, and uh, launch my rap career. Yeah, so, it's, I'm... Um, I'm very very proud you made your debut here it's it's amazing i am so excited that i get to listen to that again when yes. i edit it's it it's mm-hmm. not gonna be as fun as you remember it <laughs> it will be better <laughs> all right thank you again excellent well to wrap up like i always do no. i want to say blood sweat and respect first to you give the last one you earn ew ew who are you giving it to? Who are you sweating and bleeding all over? And how does Into that get you respect? Ugh. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>